0: de Shmaya number 39 of the 48 ways, is. Which literally means. To Which To carry. ba'ol, carry. To carry. To the yoke, burden To carry. To carry. To carry. To carry. To carry. To Right before we get started, very briefly, I would like to go ahead and address a question that we had in the Chabura quite a while ago, and want to save it for this year specifically. That really brings out all these Yisodos that are expressed and concerns that are expressed in the question. Beis the end of this Chabura Beis Roshem will read the question again, and we'll see how it simply answers so many of the Yisodos that we'll be talking about, that are expressed in the question. So it reads as follows. How can one balance out their relationship with themselves and with the friends in need? Since no matter how much time I give them, I often feel that when I tell them gently that I need to leave, they feel hurt, and they certainly understand that they can feel this way, of course, but that the entire time that I have spent with them just lost all its value, since I needed to go to study, etc. So how should I approach this delicate and very important question? That's number one. Number two, that it's certainly possible to understand and see someone else's perspective. Doesn't mean it's, easy, it's always easy, though of course, but is it really possible to feel? I don't just mean to relate or reflect on the pain or difficulty they're going through, or to even... Be able to feel their pain emotionally, but rather the question is if it's possible to really experience their pain as if it's your own pain, in a real way. Now even when it comes to a husband and wife or children. Number two, is and part of that is I feel that if it's not possible then we're all essentially alone since I've always learned that Hashem has created our world as a world of relationships, and having this deep connection with him is expressed through people. And therefore, if feeling someone else's pain isn't really possible, and to feel it as if it's your own pain, how can Hashem ask of us to feel the Shekhinah's pain? It seems that the entire depth of the mitzvah of Haftad Recha kamocha*, love your fellow, love your neighbor as yourself, loses so much depth and meaning. So this entire concept of the most profound level of care for someone else so how should this concept be understood and how should I approach it so it's a beautiful beautiful question very fundamental question of course Bez HaShem going through all these solos which are nanyat to this topic of sharing the burden in great detail from Rabbi Seinu and Befrat Merinu Rabbeinu of Nach Weinberg Zeichet Tzadik okay so let's begin, so sharing the burden Now. Has anyone ever slapped you on the back when you're feeling down and said, you know, come on, cheer up, you've got everything to live for? You probably felt like telling the person to get lost, and why? Because even though he's trying to help, he is not feeling where you really are at, nor is he connecting with you. He is concerned, but he lacks empathy, which renders his words ineffective and counterproductive. So weight number 39 is which means carrying your friend's burden. So be aware of another person's problems and share their pain. Do not treat people as objects to avoid, manipulate, or you know compete against. Get out of yourself and realize that other people are just as real as you are. Feel their heartaches, their aspirations, and their joys. All three. You know, people are struggling with self-doubt, lack of clarity, troubled relationships, failure, sickness. So maintain your humanity. Make sure you do not put on a blindfold and callously distance yourself from those around you. Now, certainly, this requires a tremendous amount of awareness and balance, like any other tool, any other clue, or any other yisod fundamental. is going will try and break it down. Okay, so so when someone is physically hurt, everyone jumps, you know, for bandages, water, CPR, whatever is needed. But when someone is depressed and suffering, if their pain is emotional or spiritual, we all too often ignore the distress and yeah, enter their world lamaisa and feel their burden because a broken heart is worse than a broken arm. That's a reality. Okay, so the first episode is put yourself in his place. Pause for a moment and take note of another person. Is a person happy or sad, anxious or confident? Try to enter their world and pay attention to what they are feeling and carrying with them. Ask yourself what is their burden? Use your imagination to feel how it weighs them down. So put yourself in the other guy's shoes. How does it feel to be elderly? To lose a parent, How is the person? How's this person feeling during his first day on the job? What is it like to move into a new neighborhood? Right. The cashier in the supermarket has a tough job. You know, what is he going through? You all have the ability to empathize and feel what another person is feeling. If we just put our minds to it, and it's not about being emotional, right? You have different types of People, different personalities, many great people in Kodaki, Israel, many of them were not particularly emotional in that sense, but their depth of appreciation and understanding was absolutely remarkable. And certainly the Mitzvah were not just given to a certain sect of humanity or to a specific personality type. So when it comes to discipline or when it comes to empathy, whatever it may be. So the mind we all have the ability to empathize and feel what another person is feeling if we just put our minds to it. Now, feeling people's pain, even if you don't do anything to actually resolve it, helps them immeasurably. Now, by sharing their burden, you are lightening their load. When people are understood and supported by others, they no longer feel alone. That is why we're not supposed to initiate conversation when performing the mitzvah of Nihum Avelem, visiting a mourner, during shiva and comforting them because the greatest act we can do is to just sit there quietly sharing the mourner's pain. It makes his burden a little less heavy to know that you are feeling with them. you're there for him. Until he speaks first and until he opens his mouth first, you don't say anything. That is the aloha. Now the same applies to the mento of Bikr Cholin. I'm visiting a sick person right Your visit lifts his spirits and can make him feel better, even physically, just by spending the time and showing your concern, you have lightened his burden and provided real help. By the way, your kindness certainly does not need to stop there. If you can also provide tangible assistance, such as making dinner for them or babysitting their kids, by all means do so, but the first step is to empathize and feel their pain. right? And certainly if you can do, if you can, you must. That is the aside whatever you can to the extent you can at this particular time particular situation of course needs evaluation but it's a big issue when it comes to figuring out what is the right thing to do from Bin rabbi Kalish and others of course is that al piyat you always have to figure out what is the kula, the leniency and what is the khumra, the stringency often what is more difficult more challenging to do that can be the Chumrah. And often it's the right thing for you to do. I know it's more difficult to perform. Sometimes one's debating if, she go, if the person should go to a chasana, to a wedding. So on the one hand, you have learning, Bittu Torah. On the other hand, Mesamech, Chasam, and Kala. And in a real situation, right? Of course, that you have a, a reason to go. You have a connection with the chasana. The Akala. So, if a person is very into parties and he has a good time, which is great, he has to evaluate. Maybe it's the right thing to go, but I have to know that I just like weddings and so on. Despite that, it might be someone that you know and that you should go make a difference. But you always have to figure out what is the Kula, what is the Chumra. Let's say the person is one who really does not like going to social gatherings or weddings and he wants to sit and learn. So that is the kula for him, the leniency, because it's easier for him to stay and learn. So you have to evaluate that. So same when it comes to helping out, doing chesed, or any dober, any environment, or any decision. Okay, when you have two options in front of you, and sometimes it takes a little digging to figure out what's in front of you. See so clearly. Okay, so that's say number one to put yourself in his place. And as we know, number 40 of the forty ways, the next way, is machir <laughs> le Making others meritorious. He's the Asoda of the, I believe it was says on the Mishnah Perkeavos, do not judge your friend until you reach his place. Or you can say, put yourself in his place. He says that it's not a condition, it's not a tonight, rather, it's a fact of life, it's a reality. Since it will never reach his place, never judge him. <clears throat> That's why he wants to say Peshat, the Mishnah. But certainly to try and empathize and to get some understanding where he's coming from. We'll get to more Yisrael's witch gonna we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay, so now that is the first first. to put yourself in his place. Number two is, you were there once before. Whenever you have suffered through the same difficulty that someone else is now going through, you have a particular obligation to empathize. You find that in the Torah in a moment right do you remember the times when you know you struggled financially when you started a new job when you encountered difficulties raising you know children teens oh right so having been there once yourself you can relate better than others who have never experienced this challenge yet we often have a knee-jerk reaction to shut ourselves off specifically from those who are experiencing challenges that we ourselves have gone through so, the Indian is that the reminder is just too painful, and we want to avoid reliving the experience. We need to overcome this natural version by reaching out and getting involved. And this is why the Torah commands us You shall love the convert, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Because we were slaves in Egypt and felt that pain, we have a greater obligation to be sensitive to the plight of others. Gayrim in particular. So we've, we've been there. The experience is part of our collective national memory. Even though a convert is now a Jew, and is included in the mitzvah to love our fellow Jew, the Torah gives us an additional obligation to love him, which requires us to overcome our resistance to revisiting the pain we once felt. At k'dei kach. This idea just goes so far, but it's not so far. Tapping into a reality a dimension of living, as we'll see. So number two, number three is knowing family first. The people we most we love most, our mishpach, our family, and our close friends are the ones we should empathize with most. Apostle <clears throat> so, in says. So it explains, Rashi, what, is, what does it mean? That the man of kindness brings good upon nafshoy. So simple pshat is upon himself. you first have to be able to do kindness to yourself, to help others, as the Mufarshan point out. It says, Rashi, crave of the one who does kindness to the ones close to him, his relatives. So, as the Sefer Chuka points out, that a person is obligated to do chesed with all, all people, all human beings, and more so for his nation, for Kal Yisrael, more so for his relatives, and Bnei Beiso, and for his immediate family, for his family, yoyser v'yoyser, even the more so, v'china nafshi for himself, that he should do chesedim, goes on, and the Pazik says, continues, but a cruel person troubles his flesh. So Rashi continues, who krova, the one who's cruel troubles of his close ones. So again, there's a lot that goes into that, but that is just a simple poshuty side. So family first, again, the people we love most, our family and close friends, are the ones we should empathize with most. Now, ironically, they are the ones we take for granted all too often and the ones whose feelings we tend to overlook so when you come home from work get out of yourself and think about what your spouse is going through be sensitive to other person's needs show them that you recognize how hard they work and lend a hand, don't plunk yourself down on the couch and ask you know what's for dinner Yeah. what do you mean I did a whole day's work she, she did a whole day's work too for every situation your mother, your father, it's the varm Now, we love our children as well, but do we take the time to enter their mindset and view them as separate and very real individuals? They are not objects whose job is to serve and merely just obey, nor are they nachas machines designed to fulfill the dreams and ambitions we set out for them. And we'll speak to cell, but many parents fight with their children because they do not get into their children's shoes and truly understand their fears and pain. Instead of lecturing your child about how he's wasting his life, i.e. not meeting your expectations, feel his anxiety, perceive what he really needs, and share his pain. Stop fighting and start genuinely relating and connecting, understanding. As children ourselves we need to empathize with our parents and strive to understand you know what is worrying them how would you feel if your child was behaving the way you are what's bothering mom and dad yeah they love me and they're anxious thinking that I'm making bad choices and I'm going to waste my life so if you find yourself arguing with others and wondering on you know how on earth they can possibly think this way Try to see the world from their perspective. Instead of being so quick to impose your own opinion, inquire about theirs. That's the greatness of having children, having people around you that give you, specifically the people around you are the ones that give you the eyes you need to go ahead and see, to experience. Specifically one's children. Certainly you have to be careful. Comes to other people out there in the world who you're getting from and so on. I believe psychologists say, Shemar Mati Berger, right? Um, um, used, used to be that a person's perspective on the world, Hashkafas Olam, would come from between one and five hundred people that a person would first with speak to from the age, till the age twenty. Today it's between one and fifty thousand or hundred thousand because of the movies and social media, etc., so certainly one has to be very careful, you know, where you get things from. But the children, when children give a person, the, Hashem gives them the pairs of eyes, he needs to become great. Right, so again, so instead of being so quick to impose your own opinion and inquire about theirs, listen. Same letters if you reverse the order as silent. Listen, be silent, listen to them. Take the time to enter their world and understand how they think. Seeing things from another's perspective will, at the very least, reduce your anger and increase your empathy. It will also enable you to more effectively respond to their argument. And as we mentioned already many times, previous khaburs as well, the Pasuk in Mishle, Perkhov Pasuk, hey, Pasuk, says, Ma'im amukim Counsel is like deep water in the heart of man. Ve'ish tvuna idlana. And the men of understanding will draw them forth. So remember, the answer is never within you, the answer is within them. Your job as a rabbi and as a parent is those tovos, to be a real nocebolem chavero, to get into their world, try and understand what they're going through. And the answers, again, are within them, they're not within you. The job of a person of understanding, first of all, listen try to hear them out and then they'll certainly come to resolve once they feel understood the man of understanding will drive forth what is in with them already that is the, the first two comes to chenuch for anything else, if a person does not go in with that mindset they can make many mistakes and painful ones both for themselves and for the ones who they, they love so that's what we're saying and also enable you to more effectively respond to their argument try to bring out what, what's within them and they'll they're not going to fight you as much certainly at, at first they will but when they see that so certainly they're going to want they're going to cooperate with you and they can really want to go ahead and, and try to see it forth and your agenda will change okay so that is this nakuda about family first the ones we love as the pastor says in precious Vayera. Paragid Ches, Pasuk Ki regarding Avraham Avinu. Ki says, Rashi, La chiba, lo of love and affection, for I have loved him. Laman asher Banov, Vespeso bonov, v'zbeis achrov, derech Hashem lasos, tzedakah mishpat. Laman, hovi Hashem al Avraham, ish olav. So the Pasuk says, for I have I have loved him, because he commands his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of Hashem, doing charity and justice, in order that Hashem might then bring upon Avram, at which he had spoken of him, the bracha that mentioned before, Avram, so how can I conceal from Avram, the fact that Hashem wanted to overturn stone, and so on, the father of all nations, Goyim. Goim. says in Posikid And Hashem said, Shall I conceal from Avram what I do? Now that Avram is surely to become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall bless themselves by him. Why? For I have loved him, because that he commands he's going to his children and his household after him, but they keep the way of Hashem, doing charity and justice. Why is Hashem love Avram Avinu? Al Khazal say Avram Avinu is my care of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people yet and the first day Shatara. Avraham Avinu, because that he was his family, his family first in a real way. That's another Yisod when it comes to the Chinuch. Before you try and fix the entire world, try and first be Mechanech and give that what is needed and what is obligated from you to your family. Everything else starts after that. Doesn't matter if they're working in Aish and it's all great. Okay, so that is family first. Now number four is sharing joy. Now sharing another's another person's burden also includes sharing their joy. Now why? You know, imagine you just had a baby and you have no one to tell. Or you just proposed and she said yes. Yeah, and you have no one to tell. You're bursting at the seams. You need to tell someone, you know, it's painful not to be able to share your joy. So alleviate people's burden by sharing their joy with them. Now we have a specific, myth, specific mitzvah to share in the joy of a chas and kala, right, bride and groom at their wedding. Joy must be shared in order for it to be experienced in full. Okay, we'll speak about more detail. Now, number five is reach out. You know, sharing the burden of others is a crucial component in being an effective Jewish leader, right? Moshe's empathy for the downtrodden Jews, despite his living in luxury in Paro's palace, was the catalyst for his taking action on behalf of his people. As the Torah says, Shmos Perk Beit it says, Moshe grew up and went out to his brethren and saw their burdens. It says Rashi, Rashi comments, he directed his eyes and his heart to be distressed over them. This Springs from the, from the Medrash. So Meshe made a decision to feel the pain of his fellow Jews. He could have easily ignored their suffering, but instead he directed his eyes, understanding, and his heart. To overcoming the natural tendency towards callousness. So feeling the reality of their anguish, he knew he had to take responsibility and act. So empathy pierces our cocoon of self-absorption and apathy and compels us to take the action the situation demands. So when we do, when we do not feel someone else's pain, we put our heads in the ground and ignore their plight. This is why so many good people around the world are passive in the face of enormous tragedy and injustice do not be inert to someone else's pain when you hear news of a terror attack in Israel, take it to heart and feel for the victims and their families, otherwise you will become callous when you open yourself up to feeling other other people's pain, you are far more likely to be moved to do something about it, but first you gotta. Open yourself up, get out of yourself. And that goes for you hear a tragedy around the world. Certainly, as we saw from the Sefer Chukav and the Mefarshima Mishleb, Zachiv Gemel Nafshi that's regarding the entire world. And even the so for Clyde's show, of course. But it is certainly a must do. And if it's not on that list, got to put it on. And as soon as possible. And again, if you must, you can. Okay, so the last nakuda, as I so number six, is ultimately to feel the shechina's pain. Feel God's pain, Kav Our empathy should extend to feeling God's pain as well. God suffers when man suffers. You cannot take away your children's free will and coerce them into... Obedience, you have to allow them to make their own mistakes so they can learn to become independent and responsible adults. But it certainly hurts to see our children making mistakes. Now, the Almighty, our Father in Heaven, also suffers when we make mistakes. Avinu Shabbat Shemayim is witnessing millions of his children losing their way, drifting from their heritage and interming. Lutzlan he sees rampant divorce, unhappiness, abuse, confusion, and abandonment of Judaism. Feel the Tzara Shekhinah, the Almighty's immeasurable pain, and use it to motivate yourself to take responsibility for bringing back His people and spreading the light of tire which the world so desperately needs. Everyone can do that. You don't have to be a Ravnach Weinberg or Avram Avinu. You have to be your own Avram Avinu. Who stood up connect the entire world, whoever says it's impossible to, and again, you are a teacher for your family, for your children, for your community, and everyone has that capacity, and everyone's in that state and place that you can impact and you do impact, make sure to conduct yourself accordingly, that you have that mission, we all have that mission, regardless of what you do professionally. Okay, so now the Lemaiz Ligmar teaches that each and every one of us must say b'shvili nivrao elam. The world was created for me. Mishnah and Sanhedrin, da'aflam and zayin and Aleph. Fascinating Mishnah over there. Highly recommend to take a look. Very often only quoted partially and really lose out on the tremendous depth there to see what Chazal say about that. Now, person's obligate to say right? one must say the world was created for me. That's Mishra in there. So we are God's caretakers. We are responsible for the entire world. It's a fact. Embracing our responsibility begins with relating to other human beings as real people. So open your heart and feel the reality of their pain then take action and do something about their suffering. Anyway, that Mishnah is in the fourth parak of Sanhedrin. But one may say, yeah, how's it, how's it possible for me to go ahead and do something about it? Do you believe in God? I hope the answer is yes. Do you believe God created the world? He can do anything, he has a power, he's a kol yachol. Yeah, of course. Do you believe if God tells you and asks you to do something, to do it? He wouldn't support you? Of course he would. So, what are you waiting for, friend? If you can, you must. Because it's a reality. And if God is backing you up, so then there's nothing stopping you. If God's got your back, you can do it. You can do anything. Okay. So, just to summarize and, and to you might see if, elaborate a little bit on, on the funakudas here. So, first of all, is to feel what the second person is going through, right? Now, he's a give a shoulder. Exactly what Meshur Abinu did. He gave a shoulder, to say Chazal, literally, to help the Yidim, which were suffering from the hard labor. So, the Yisodah is a broken heart. It's more painful than a broken arm. Open yourself up to the pain of others and you'll acquire more, much more awareness um, and with new... Strength and capacity to go ahead and really confront and deal with situations. It's enon Milvadoi, not enon Milvadi. So nothing else besides Hashem, His will, His reality, that creates the world. But B'shvil Nivra Oyla means it's my responsibility to take care of that enon Milvadoi. Now, story that there is um, there's a certain small town near the town of Varka Europe this one yid that um, after a number of years of his wedding he had Baruch Hashem he had a child he had a son one day that child started feeling very ill so the father took him immediately to the doctor to a checkup and then um, he, he reported back to the father he said look I'm sorry your child is very very sick I I can't help you. Call out to your God that he should save you. should help you. So when this he had heard this in Besorah, he immediately got up and traveled to the Rebbe Rav Mendel and Zechit So when he went to the Rebbe, so the yet started crying terribly, terrible pain. He said, Rebbe, please help me, my only child, my only son that I shed so many tears for, is extremely ill. He needs a lot of rach meh Please, Rabbi, go ahead and daven Tasha So the Holy Rebbe put his head down, rested them on his arms, and was absorbed in deep thought for a few moments. And then he lifts his head and says, What can I do? The gates of heaven are, are, are locked, and they're closed, and I, I can't help you. So the yin you know, left the heart of the Rebbe, you know, broken, and so on, and obviously he's crying. And he thought in his heart, if the, the Holy rabbi can not help me, who will be able to help? So, and he started crying again with another moan and sigh, until he came home. A few moments later, he hears a chariot approaching. And it stops by his, by his home, and someone comes down towards his, towards his house. So here's a knock on the door, and um, he sees, he opens the door, and he sees, and is very surprised, the, the holy Rebbe of Vorka, by his doorstep. So the Rebbe came in, and he says, you know, when you came before me, and you're crying for your sick child, and then you try. trying I tried to, to to knock on the gates of mercy, but they were locked and closed in front of me. But after I left my home all broken, I, I said, and I was thinking to myself, it's true, I can't help you. I can't bring you the salvation, the Yeshua. But this I can do. I can go and cry together with you. I can go in and participate in your terrible pain and dab daven with you. And that's why I came. Let's cry together. So they both said, they cried, and they're mischanin lifni balei until that their calls were heard in the heavens and their 2 was in Kabel, and the child started getting better and healthy and on the way to recovery. So that is the parish, the meaning of nice sharing the burden, to cry together with him. And when you cry together with the other person, so you can also bring him a Yeshua, you can bring that salvation. Fine. So he said. So the first step in that is to be mamilatsu chabim komo to put yourself in his place. That's the first thing to see them as real, not as objects. You know, sometimes we hear somebody, you hear someone, go over to someone, and he greets him with, you know, how's it going? How you are doing? Really, with all his heart. But that's uh, certainly it's a common social practice, very right? accepted practice. But the last thing in the world, and often, that we want is that he should start telling us. So, trying to get into his shoes, his problems are your problems, how is he feeling in his first day, in yeshiva, and so on, moving to neighborhood. Ask yourself, if I was in his place, how would I feel? And by the way, you can judge yourself in accordance to how much you can really experience that, what you're holding. It's one way to measure, one medium. Someone shove you on the line, maybe you see the the pressure he's in. Um, Right. So take things to heart, it's not enough to, to understand, you have to feel it. Right? But first starts with understanding. Affection without understanding is, does, does nothing. You have to do both. If you data, you shall know today, and then bring it back to your heart. So you have to feel together with him. You have to know that his problem is best than your problem. If he's depressed, feel it together with him. How does an elderly man feel? Someone is weak, difficult of hearing, no teeth, without parents. So focus in, turn these thoughts and these feelings into reality. He's not a you know an alien from somewhere. He's a is another person, another human being, another you, exactly like you. So next time you speak to an elderly person, try and imagine him as, you know, as young, as dynamic, as creative, as your age. He's a real person, and then try and tap into his difficulties of his stage, and the thing that you'll reach one day as well. When, when, and as we said, when it comes to kids, it's very easy to focus and to just, you know, think of them as cute little toys and forget that they, are, they understand everything and they're very sensitive, too, specifically. Right, Each person with his package, you should be aware that every person has his own, you know, sack of, of issues. Battles and struggles, difficulties that he has to go ahead and confront, problems of self-esteem, confidence, plans that, haven't materialized. Failures, doubts, lack of compatibility. Right, that's part of the challenge, the spiritual challenge of life, moving on in life. So the you know external appearance of a person doesn't express and reflect his plimus. Dafka, those which are carrying the heaviest burdens of all can look klapi externally as you know very free and and uh, you know upbeat and happy many people rather hide their feelings and their emotions and a person which looks you know very calm and organized can be going through a whole turmoil stormy as ever inside so you have to go ahead and examine you know what is going within them understand the problems of others their dreams their hopes are no less real than yours same, same as you, again, everyone else has a mass. everyone has a burden to carry. And at a certain age, you start discovering another human being. The age of discovering one's feet, you know, as a toddler, as a child. Discovering the world, and then you discover someone else. You discover yourself, discover someone else. That's the first nafshay. People that don't discover themselves, of course, cannot ever discover someone else. Even once they're married with children, grandchildren, they can be alone. Hopefully, they wake up before. So, ask yourself, what are they carrying? Try and really work it through. Use your imagination. Trying to feel that you know—is this be like, sensitive? Is this person happy, sad, weak, strong? Lacking self-confidence, has confidence. Focus Then you'll be able to go ahead and share that burden with him. Okay, so Lamais you have to know where, where you know, the other person is coming from. So again, for example, your parents are telling you how you're wasting your life, right? They tell a the kid how you're wasting life. In other words, right, they're not, you're not doing what they want you to do or what they expect of you. Yeah, a person can be sitting, doing the right things, and uh, they just have a different set of values and so on. But don't go ahead and give it back to them. Don't get all fired up and many cases they're right. Don't just go ahead and turn it away. They had a child which is worrying them like you so well you know, it's right. it's wasting his time, wasting his life you know, what's bothering them? They're worried about me what are they feeling, right? They're they're worried and pressured they see that, you know, the kid's getting up every every day at, at noon and is afraid that you can waste your entire life that way. So it's not good they don't have a good time with that and the mice uh, with between us, we know they're right. So try to understand that each person's person with a different background, the whole world, the complex, different complexity of emotion, experience, different, right, different outlook on life. So as we mentioned, the one that says, faces of people are different, their thoughts and opinions are different. So take time to get in there. So even if, you know, looking through the glasses of others is not going to go ahead and convince you that they're right, but so will allow you to go ahead and decrease and lower the flames and to come to some mutual understanding and to increase the brethren, you know, feeling of Achva between you. So now, the very important is when you come to a matzav with, you know, disagreeing with someone else, don't focus on the logic and the and why you're correct, and so on. Try and understand what is bothering him. Is there something that is blocking him from seeing the truth? You have to understand where is he getting stuck. Maybe he doesn't want to just admit. Maybe it's the wrong time. Doesn't want to admit that he was wrong. So stop pressuring, stop pushing it. He's certainly not um, satisfied or very happy with your conclusion. Maybe changing the path and so on, because it will cause him for uncomfortable. It will be uncomfortable. Okay, so. Calm down, don't turn fire you know, and then focus them as if they're objects when it comes to others. If your student's not learning, maybe he needs a little bit of direction, maybe a little bit of appreciation. Respect, of course. So but when you're teaching someone, don't go ahead and pour it as a, as a one lane road, right? Check it out. See if he's if if he's listening, is he really hearing you out? Is he interested? Is he accepting? Is he willing to be mikabal, is he denying, him? something's bothering him, worrying him, is he satisfied, you have to go ahead and learn to use your perception capabilities. Every human being, and whatever they're dealing with, you must go ahead and, and develop it. Especially when one gets married, one has children, one's family. So... And saying works the other way. When you have a Rebbe, which you really see he, he knows what he's saying and he's giving over information, really go ahead and check out what's being said in between the lines. One of a number of the ways of the forty-eight ways touch upon that. Trying to understand what is it tell what does it tell the Rebbe himself? Where is he coming from? Where where's the idea impact him? That way you'll enter another dimension. We spoke about this concept in many different ways, different aspects of this concept, and it's a certainly amazing way, excellent way to acquire wisdom. Okay. So Maisha said, "Right, give give someone else a shoulder." Right, we have to know we were there. Va'haften the Sagear. Now, um, everything the starts at home. The first place to implement these ideas is right with family, with friends. Right, relating to one's spouse and so on. The guy in Yeshiva, which comes home, immediately sits down. You know, he asks, "What's for dinner?" As we said, he's he's insulting his parents. Right, it looks like he's walking around uh, in a house full of furniture and in the background you have two images there of, you know, maybe parents. They just pay for all his expenses. So go ahead and look to you know, take a look at your mother when you come home. What is she, what is she thinking about? Maybe something's bothering her or something something is giving her joy, Pay attention. No focus. How can I help? How can I be misamach them? So paying attention right, to someone else is so important. When we're together with people that we're with them, you know, constantly, frequently and we're exposed to them, you know, how your rabbi feel today? What is your friend feeling? How do your parents start looking tired or worried? What about your spouse? Is there something you can do? Right, we know children are the ones that you care about the most, you're worried about the most, you love them, and it really hurts you for them, really hurt for them but could you get into their shoes, right? And since that requires that Hakkara, that we're talking about people with their own entity, and the meaning of that is that stop focusing on the pain that is caused to you because of your expectations, what you want them to achieve, because they're not fulfilling in whatever you wanted from them. Start focusing on their difficulties. And by Mitzar Mitsar very painful to see millions and billions of parents go through this with their children. There's nothing more that they love, right? They love their children most. because they are still reflecting and transferring, you know, transmitting this misery and, and hate, self-hate. It's shocking and hurtful. But and all this is because that they do not feel the other person enough. That requires intelligence. There's IQ and there's EQ. You have intelligence and then you have emotional intelligence. And by the way, they have done research on this. Not that we need that, we have the Memchas Kenyanya Taira. The Taira says, But EQ happens to be a dominant factor when it comes to success. Not as much as the IQ, it's more important, the EQ. Okay, so how destructing, destructful, you know, could be the lack of, of this piece of wisdom. Right, so okay, next episode is to give give, as we said, give out a hand to Kalyi so Shabbosifi We have to go ahead and expand our horizon. You have to go ahead and feel the pain of others, even those so you don't know. If someone doesn't, it's becoming callous. The terrorist says, right, to pay attention to those which are more susceptible to, the, to this pain and to hurt, right, Yusum v- Vamanas, a special love, not to go ahead and inflict pain not only on any yid, right, that's on Alstor and so on, but on orphans and Almanas. And Shma'ez Chabbez chafalif. The person locked in their home, they can't go anywhere. Think about how it's to be a poor man, how that massive situation affects his own self, self-esteem, self-appreciation. The person can walk around and believe that he's good. You can talk about it, you can talk about everything, whatever you want. But call that you do not feel it within you, you're not really there. Feel the victims of society, of crime. Those which are the victims of the elderly age of discrimination. The people, for all those people that you're gonna never know, you never know about the pain of other, yid and living on the other side of the of the of the globe. The mice, if you don't tap into that, you're not Isaac in reality. Helping others and carrying, helping them carry their world is a way to go ahead and really build those bridges between us and the rest of Khaelystrol. Jack, already now, is there a way to get involved that will allow you to alleviate some of the pain and difficulty? So last Nakuda Tarashina. In the same yeah, in the same way, even Yeser Mekach will learn to through this, then we can get to the china. Hashem Kaviakel right is hurt and has pain when people suffer. So go ahead and place in front of your eyes the pain of Akadosh Baruch, when you see his children confused and lost. Someone has children, right, as we said. Right, this covers you can coerce them to go ahead and force them to um, to obey. To obedience, you can't turn them into robots, I wouldn't say angels, turn them into robots, you can't do that you have to allow them to learn from their mistakes, and that's for their good you don't see greatness without it, they need to learn, become independent responsibility, and so on, but also us people human beings, we make mistakes, like suffers from our destructive and actions, feel the pain of HaKadosh create a beautiful world a world of harmony, of, of peace such beauty. And how are we living in it? The agreement, HaKadosh Prokhu gave every single one of us tremendous potential. And he suffers seeing how so much of it is lost. Right, For back to number one of the 48 ways, the 5C is constant, consistent, continuous, cyclical, comprehensive. That's the that we can do it. Say 97% is waste? Maybe do something about it, right? Okay. And Mimela, we right? Misaibetum Mishtatavetusimcham, and Jewish chassid, we said everyone takes part in the simcha of the chassidical. Like it's also carrying a, a yoke of burden. See, as you said, you have a baby and you have no one to tell, or got engaged and you know you walking in the street and uh, you tell a guy you, you want to find someone. You say, look, I just got engaged. Yeah, who are you? Right. So <laughs> it's right. It's right painful when we don't have ability to meshatev other people with the simcha. That's the reason why people need others to participate in their simcha. Simcha that many take part in it is tremendous, it turns it into real and to true, and, and, and to a full Simcha. And we said, because having, it says that someone who forgets, someone who forgets his learning, it's as if he has children and buries them. Wow, extreme comparison, sort of. No explained, and we've seen this previously, that wisdom, the rate of the 40 ways, Simcha, joy, is when you learn, you're broadening your existence, the reality, right, it's more expansive, it's greater when you have children that's also expanding your existence so when you forget your learning your existence has just diminished your world has become smaller when you forget your learning so if you learn you don't do hazard retain and and review so it's as if banim as if you have children and you bury them when we have a simcha, when we exp- something has expanded within us, it has to become a part of something. You have to be expanding into a different reality. That's why a person just living within himself, he has, he can't have that real simcha of the second level of pleasure, right? The f- of the five levels, is being creative, impacting others, giving them life and chiyus, and ultimately number one, which is keshra t'ashem, that relationship, the ultimate expansion. So at the end, the seifa when we. Participate and share some of the pain, we're also sharing joy. Why? Because when you help someone else, that itself is a pleasure. When we have a friend which is misgubber on his problems and overcomes the simcha is shaykh to us as as much as it's shaykh to him as well. Okay, so let's just. Um, and summarize what we said, six points, and then we'll get to the answer to the question. Number one, we all want to be good and help others. In order to turn the world right, to a better world, you have to be sensitive to others and participate with them. Number two, in order to create a effective connection relationship with people, you have to understand where they're coming from, where is he standing, where is he holding. My counsel is like deep water in the heart of men, men of understanding will draw forth. If you don't feel his where he's coming from, you won't be able to deal with him wisely. Right? The man of understanding will bring you forth. Number three, whoever you are, right, in the Shir, in a Yeshiva, at a social gathering, a family gathering, pay attention to the people around you. Learn their names, right? For goodness sake. Have some cover for the person that is valuable. Um, right? Speak with them, get to know their state of mind, their feelings and so on. Listen. Silent listen. Same letters number four if you don't if you're not sensitive to the pain of others you'll find yourself just adding to their burden saying the wrong things at the wrong time this moment that they're suffering that's number four number five um, so you be careful lot to add to their burden of course number five is one we go ahead and carry together with the, with the yoke and the burden of someone else which is you know down and so on where that's in, serves as a inoculation. Itself again, right? For that own, for that issue, that very same issue that he's struggling with. Why? Because we can go ahead and examine it more objectively, understand where things went wrong, and can right as again an accusation, preventive measure. I mean, they can to find good and productive, useful, effective solutions, and even more so will help us right comfort ourselves with the, it, with the, with the fact that. Also, others, other people are also battling and struggling in the same way. But it's a similar thing, right, to us as well. Even tonight, you can relate, the right, conceptually to these ideas. Once sophisticated, really get into it. That's number five. Number six is carrying um, together the yoke and the burden of others it connects us to that inner unity and connection of Am Of so humanity at large, but of Klai for all on one vine, connect with Hashem. So before we get to the three things we can apply as practice and exercises, let's get back to the question that we read at the very, very beginning. So, the question was as follows. We said, how can one balance out their relationship with themselves and with the friends in need? Since no matter how much time I give them, I often feel that when I tell them gently that I need to leave, right, they feel hurt, and I certainly understand that they can feel this way, of course, that the entire right, all the time that I've spent with them just lost all its value. That's number two, since I needed to go to study, whatever it is. So how should I approach this delicate and very important question? So, first of all, in order to answer number one, is that the side is? If you can tap in to their pain sincerely, why? First of all, why does it feel like you're gone? You're leaving. It does not have to be that when you're going, you are gone. You're out of the the issue. The reason why one may feel that you know it's all worthless, it's all valueless, is not because that you need to go it's that you were, you're not with them if a person is with them they continue to live on why was man created alone? We said why is a person why is it that we're, we're born alone and we die alone? why can't we be you know, with others or created that way? So the idea is that for adam leimer to take that responsibility, in order to get out of yourself, in order to get into another human being, to real connect, and ultimately that form of connection with Hashem, to become one, you first have to be separated. As we know, Keshe, our Rebbe said that we know Loshon of a chaver, is right? A friend is of chibur of connection. Says the Raman in Perish and Dima Perik Beis Mishnah Gilgul. We mentioned many times. So why they call this name? Um, for Yivikar B'Zeh Hashem Ki It's a trustworthy relationship. Ki Spoke about the three levels of relationship. So Ram brings in the Mishnah Perik Alf Mishnah Vovin, Avosu Kneil Chachaver. From, from this different levels of relationship, Ramb come from actually from Aristotle. I'll call Panim. That's chaver. Yadid is lashon yad yad, hand in hand. But the closest relationship of reim, of right, a and kala, reimahuvim, they're called beloved friends. What is lashon of Re'ah? Raya? Raya is right, It comes from the word milashon trua. A trua is a broken sound. Why is something that's representing the closest relationship is something which is broken? They're broken off from each other. You know, Adam and Chava were created in something like, uh, like Siamic twins. Not exactly, but they're one gof. they're mishalik, they became separate. The act of separation, connecting together with them. So, the side, a relationship should never be that you always have to be together with a person. That's a very unhealthy relationship, and it's a, it's a not a connecting relationship. The greatest Midan is, right, Yaakov Levada, Veniska Vashem Levadi, as Rapinka says, Precious Vayishlach, Veniska Vashem Levadi, that they have the ghoul of seeing the redemption and the salvation will only come ultimately, and the ultimate expression comes through those which acquired the greatest, to the greatest extent, the Mida of Levadi, of being alone. And Rapinka wants to explain that why is it that the Mitzvah of Recha Kamalcha, what precedes it? Do not take revenge and do not bear a grudge. And then you should love your friend, right? And Because you're only Shaykh to the Recha in as much that you acquired lavade Why? Well, what's that mean? What is it, taking um, revenge, bearing a grudge mean? That means that, you know, hey, what do you mean? You didn't give me the axe the other day. Why should I lend it to you? Your existence is dependent on his. That's a codependent relationship. You can have a codependent relationship with a. A friend with a husband and wife gets so upset when she says something okay fine she's more emotional but whatever it is the guy in yeshiva is staying up till three o'clock in the morning learning in the basement he should also be codependent because he's dependent on everything around him what are they going to say i have to be the biggest master otherwise he doesn't have that self-value the only way that you can come for after recha First, you have to make sure you don't have any of those bearing, even bearing a grudge, which right, is at a smaller degree of, you know, I'm not going to be like you that uh, you didn't lend me the axe the other day. I'll lend it to you, right? Yeah, at least you have something within you that is responding to his reality, to his mentzias. So identify with, with that. Don't ignore it. But you have to build elevada. You're only shaykh to loving your friend as yourself as much that you can get out of yourself, tap into other people, but by first building a levada, you and Hashem, and building an internal reality, an internal strength. So when you, the question is, how can one balance out the relationship with themselves and with a friend in need? First of all, balance the relationship out with yourself. You can only, you only have the, the capacity to discover another human being, only if you found yourself a psychologist going to psychology and wants to help others, if he doesn't have understanding of himself, he's toast, and they're toast as well. Because you don't have the capacity to help. Call that you haven't acquired Levaday. Now, inasmuch that you inquired Levaday, now you're Shaykh recha komocha, loving your friend as yourself, you first have to build a self. As the Kotzker said, if I am I because you're you, then I'm not I and you're not you. But, if I am I because I am I, and you are you because you are you, then I am I, then you are, and you are you. That's we first say in Shabbat Brachos: two separate individuals which are have built the inner world, and then together. So if what is your point of connection, what is your point of empathy? Is it coming from, okay, you know, just let me forget about my own problems, help someone else, or that I'm just not really in there for, I'm not in the mindset for them right now, I can't really help them, and there are times, there could be times like that, it's not the the right time, different courses of action, but overall, if that is a, a theme, since no matter how much time I give them, as it says... person says, I often feel the question that when I tell them gently that I need to leave, they feel hurt. Why do they feel hurt? If they feel that you're really getting to their shoes, you're helping them create a lavadri. Working out a situation, developing, understanding, appreciation of the journey, of the trying times. And I certainly understand that they can feel this way, of course he says in the question, the entire time that I spent with them just lost all its value it should not, you help them build a lavanda, the understanding where they're coming from drawing forth solutions and things that are within with them or just really caring what's, you know, long, you know allowing them to unload some of their their pains and difficulties that weighs on their heart it should not lose all its value since I need to go study the, all of that is, it's not the child not the it's not the sugya Certainly it's a delicate and extremely important question because that's this is sort of how to do it. you can only carry a burden with a friend if you if you first build some shoulders for yourself. If you don't have any capacity you can't help him. You first have to acquire that that Shem that means of Levadai not being codependent. But when you give a person his own sense of self, that is the greatest matan you can ever give a human being and by teaching wisdom and understanding, getting into their shoes and trying to experience where they come from is step two. But first, if you're helping them acquire that levada, you're building that inner strength, that, that means you built everything. Now, I just one more point on this nakuda is the fact that when you go ahead and do that, there's another stage of why lama is- adam Why we're born alone and we die alone? If you can go ahead, and participate with someone else um, in a way that is meaningful and impactful as we said with wisdom right? it broadens your existence when you give someone insight and understanding and time and effort it's, netzhi, it's eternal and they can build a life out of it, this world and the next. So it never just dies out over here. It's not this specific action of pleasure, of joy, of of sharing difficulty and pain. It never just ends with that. So if you do it in the right manner, based on what you said, as we we're saying up until now, in the ways, you know, some of the tools to approach it, and certainly the prerequisite of levada, vahafter recha kamocha in the real sense, you only shach once you acquired. Um, right, you' have that meat of levada within you you 're not gonna respond to them in that in, in in that way you can still feel hurt of course you can still feel hurt of rejection the but you must go ahead um, and make sure when you help someone else out as' giving that that space helping them build that levada that sense of self and that innate strength that they have already within them, right? Bring out what's already within there, drawing it forth. A man of an understanding will draw it forth. Right? But the next thing is, you're making it live on. It's Chaim. You're making it live on when you broaden their existence, you give them a new insight, understanding their situation. You're helping them build the vada but you help, uh, you broaden their existence. It's not that you, you haven't left them. A piece of you that has been instilled within them lives on. And we spoke about this in detail. We spoke about the, um, the essence of love and relationship, where we had a number of relationship questions in the past, so we spoke about it in more detail over there, but that is the main soul. They, should, they shouldn't feel that way. At certain times they can be upset, of course. they're responding sometimes you have to uh, things happen. This is not a world. No upset and resentment, of course, but you have to help them work through, in a balanced manner, tremendously balanced manner, but in a real, real way of being present when, when, a, when you go to class. It's not only that the Talmud has to be and go to class or a shir, right? The rebbe has to be present too. And the same thing when you're being with someone else, you have to be present. It's not just the person coming to you. Okay, so that's we're going to know, in the first part of the question. Um, I think it's very straightforward. Number two, it's certainly possible to understand and see someone else's perspective. doesn't mean it's always easy though, but is it really possible to feel? I don't mean just mean to relate or reflect on the pain or difficulty they're going through or to even be, be able to feel their pain emotionally. Um, but rather the question is if it's possible to really experience their pain as if it's your own pain in a real way. Even when it comes to you know husband and wife or children, is it possible? I feel that if it's not possible then we are we're all essentially alone since I've always learned that Hashem has created our world as a world of relationships. Definitely true. And having this connection with him is expressed through people. And therefore if feeling someone else's pain isn't really possible, and to feel it as your own pain, then how can Hashem ask of us to feel the Shechina's pain? And it seems that the entire depth of the mitzvah, of a to love your fellow as yourself, loses so much depth and meaning. The entire concept of the most profound level of care for someone else, which is this, Recha How should this concept be understood, and how should I approach it? So I think regarding the second qu- part of the question, the second question, that uh, really is the development of the sugi that we've been speaking out in this year, the development, and ultimately getting to sharing joy, and, and sharing and, and certainly remembering the that is the build-up, through these yesodos, Of course, you can feel it as your own pain. As we know, the great people, ultimately, a story with Yair Levint with his wife. He came to the doctor. The doctor said, um, "You know, well, what's the issue?" And he said that the leg of my wife is 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 hurting us. It's, right? It's painful for us. He said, "For wife, I'm not sure. Wait, for you or for your for your for your wife?" So he said, "No, for both of us." Which I understand. And then that he he said of course i my my wife's leg is painful for us if a person builds a tremendous connection, you can feel them physically and we know a person can be most nefish for you know certainly for his children umcons kind of of serious nefesh is that you feel it right as if it's your own so the, the question here is not just a psychological question, is it possible to feel it, to experience it, but ultimately, in the greatest, most profound way, when a person feels it as if it's your own pain, so then it becomes part of your reality, part of your fabric of development, of understanding, of appreciation, of perception of the world, and building within that, and Mimela, your existence comes richer. Again, Hashem gives us the right eyes that we need, when it comes, right, that's our children. And... That's how we become great through seeing. Right, that shivim panim that idea over here, really enveloping all deos klal kol within a person. That's what we say when you see six hundred thousand people, which includes right the elshias la'tayra, it includes all the dails, keshim sheparzufim shonim kach Sem shonos. The we make a special bracha. Hashem created so many different faces and, and paths of thought. That's a we make then. So certainly you can understand it and you can experience it again and we're obligated to. And if you can, you must. So halakhma can do? so it takes three three things to you know, applaud wisdom. So number one, focus on your spouse and children. Enter their world and feel their burden. Ask yourself what they really need from you and provide it. Again, you're not responsible for someone else's happiness. You have you're responsible. For giving them the tools and the capacity to struggle with. To struggle with, not to resolve. And that is part of that's what we're here. We're here to fight. We're born to fight. With all I'm right to give them what you can. Number two is take a few moments and feel God's pain over the tragedies afflicting the Jewish people. And ask yourself, what can you do about it? Around the world even. But certainly we have enough on our, our hands to deal with. But it's good struggle as well. And there was a earthquake or something going around the world it says in bala Olam when this tragedy <clears throat> something happens the world right it's coming it's time for the jewish people we have to fix we have to do something about it it's in our own circles and certainly in trying to reach the world at large that's what he did this entire world and that's all it was Number three is feel the burden of specific of a specific acquaintance or colleague, and try and, and as an exercise. And don't you don't have to tell them that, but that's them. you're trying to exercise your sensitivity, and you really do care. You really do care. So you just you have a focus. You want to do m'kaim. Tzara Hashem and helping your brothers, your family, your people. We should all be all together be nice and that leads on to next. We have number forty of the forty-eight ways as making others notorious, finding good, giving that strength, and I think a lot of these solos are expressed. Um, the build-up of the question as well, and that is these solos we'd like to share today. We should all be be nice in a real way Khaver, to build that strength, acquire that within ourselves. Ask it from Hashem and to help to assist on the journeys of those closest to us, to ultimately bring out our potential and the beauty within others. their are Kochanafish and Shobizocha to be a beautiful and close family. Khaisro, to be no sabolim chaverom Vezrasham Shibizaich, to see Biyasama Tzedkenu, tremendous actus, and seeing the harm kenyishol Amercha, the harm kenyishchecha, restore the dignity of Klal than the restore the keren Mashiach, the glory Mashiach, the Malchus Hashem in the world should be exalted. mamish. Amen. thank you very, very much. Thank you.